Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. This is our 8 a.m. book club call. We do this call every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, and 6 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> it's a specific. <laughs> no, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Um, man, we've been doing this book club call for quite a while now. And uh, I tell you, we talk about a particular book. Uh, we don't call it the, the book of the month. We call it the book of the moment because we go over the month a lot of times. Uh, to make sure people would finish the book. But I see that a lot of you all still don't finish the book because, you know, it comes down to you making your mind up to finish a book. <laughs> so <laughs> we must do that. So what I do every time I, you know, every time I, a book is announced or something like that, I'll look at the book, look at the pages, and then I'll divide the pages up based on how many days in the month. So if it's 30 days or 31 days or whatever, let's say it's, you know, 200 pages in the book. So 30 goes into, let's round this up, 200 pages, uh, what, six, say six and a half times. So, but let's just round it up to six. Let's go to six. Or just say, yeah, six. So that means um, if you read six pages a day, in 30 days, let's go with seven pages since we're going to round it up. Just round it to seven. So seven pages a day in 30 days, you'll be finished with the book. Now, doesn't that seem pretty simple? <laughs> seven pages a day. All you do is get your book in the morning. If it's if it's hard to read seven pages in the morning, read three and then read, you know, four at night. Or read four in the morning, read three at night. See, the key is being consistent with it and doing it every single day and uh, wanting to change your life and wanting to do certain things. And that's what we we try to emphasize to people who get on these calls is that, you know, these things are uh, uh, simple to do but also simple not to do. Uh, You have to want to do it. You have to want to change your life, and that's why we do these calls every Saturday morning for the book club. And we also do the mindset calls during the week uh, for people who want it. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody needs it, but it's for the ones who want it and want to do it. And that's how you break it down. Uh, the book that we're currently reading now is a book called Stuart, by Stuart Wilde called The Trick to Money is Having Some. Uh, and this is the updated version for the 21st century. Uh, this book has been around for a while. Um, excellent book on your thoughts and how you should think when it comes to money and just your mindset about everything. And, you know, I always say the mindset drives the bus. It's the key to, to everything that we do in business and life and relationships and things of that sort. So we have to read books similar to this uh, to get our thoughts right. I mean, books like this and other books that are similar to this. Uh, if we want to change our life, because guess what? You're not going to hear this kind of stuff, this kind of information in the public schools, you're not going to hear it in the colleges, you're not going to hear it on television, you're not going to hear it on radio, you're not going to hear it that way because the society has another mission for us in life. <laughs> they have their own mission for us, and you have to create your own mission. And the way you do that is you you research, you go out and you find books. That's why I suggest certain books. You listen to certain things, you change your environment that you're in, and that's how if you want to be different from the status quo, if you don't want to be conditioned 
to follow what, you know, radio, television, um, your friends, your, your church, if you don't want to follow everything that they say, because that's what they're going to lead you down that path of uh, being average, being conditioned, and all those things, then you have to uh, feed your mind and feed your mind different type inf- just, just different type information that that's not a part of the status quo. Man, that's what we do here. Um, and I tell you, man, if you actually plug in and do it, you know, you sit, we in we in 2021 now, folks. Um, two days in, you got to make up your mind that in 2021, that this year is going to be the year of what, what we talk about the other day. Somebody text me, tell me what what, what this is the year of what. See somebody tell me. Um, Let's see if anybody could text me right now. I guess I say five dollars. You text me, huh? <laughs> what is this the year of? Uh, what it should be the year of for our motto? No matter what. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Lavanda. No matter what. That's what we hear. That this year should be the year of no matter what. What do you mean, Tony? Um, no matter what, you're gonna get it done. No matter what. Circumstances come up. No matter what, the dog died. No matter what, you know, I'm sick. No matter what, uh, things come up. You know, my, you know, my family member need me to do whatever. No matter what, you're gonna get it done. No excuses. You know, I, I you gotta hold those excuses back. You know, just get it done. No matter what, that's how you need to look at it. I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. If I'm gonna read this book, I'm gonna read this book. I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to break it down in bite sizes, and I'm going to do it that way. You know, simple to me, uh, take the pages, divide it into the month. And even if it's, you know, what I say, seven pages a day, okay, break that up into in the morning, three and a half in the morning, three and a half at night. You know, and get it done. You know, don't sit back and expect Somebody else to do it for you. You got to do it, no matter what. That's what it's about. That's what, that's, that's exactly what it's about. You getting it done, uh, no matter what. All right. So put that everywhere over your house. Put it on your, you know, get you some T-shirts made up. <laughs> get you put it on a uh, on your bathroom mirror. No matter what, I'm gonna get this thing done this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach my goals. You know, I'm gonna, the things that I want to accomplish. And I'm going to get it done no matter what. Nobody's going to stop me with that. You know, because really the inner person is the one that usually stops you. That's why we always say the inner me is the enemy. you got to work on that inner me. And, the, you know, when you're reading and you're doing other things, we suggest it works on that. And then guess what? That's why we call it elite. <laughs> That's why we call it elite. Got to keep saying it. Every leader in time excels. Now, the <laughs> leader is the key because once you become a leader, in time you will excel. In time you will excel, but you've got to become the leader first. So if you're not excelling, then that means you have to become a leader. You have to develop yourself. You have to work on yourself to become attractive, you know, and that's attractive on the inside, uh, which will um, develop you on the outside of being that person that can uh, be that leader that you want to be. So, all right, so I'm going to talk about this morning. Um, um, he talks about, and this is this stuff, this kind of stuff that really I know who really needs to hear this. And, and I think the people on this call this morning really need to hear this. <laughs> really need to be the, the the particular culture really needs to hear this. I put it that way. I tell you, man. Uh, well, let me hold off on that. Let me say this. He says here again. Whatever. Okay, replay number. I'm sorry. Seven one two four three two ten eighty five. Seven one two four three two ten eighty five. Thanks for giving me that text and the and the pin code is seven eight three three five seven pound. Also, this is loaded on the podcast platform. Obviously, we know it's not a podcast. It's a conference call. 
but we put it on the podcast platform for easy access. We're on 16 different platforms, from, from uh, Spotify to Apple to uh, iTunes to Breaker, and you can just go put Tony Fleming name in, and all of them come up. And you can share them. You can, you know, listen to them over and over and over. So it's right there on those platforms just for easy access. And if you don't know how to do that, send me a text, and I'll send you the link. And you'll have it locked into your phone, and you have all the uh, calls there that you can go back and listen to conveniently at any time. You know, you can go get, get it right quick. So he says here, again, whatever lack of uncertainty has been there would only be a matter of your opinion. Now, he's talking about how people look at situations and how people operate in lack. And how much effort it takes for you to change that option is up to you and will depend on circumstances, your upbringing, and hundreds and, and a hundred of one other things. But once you see that wealth is only an opinion, an opinion that all wealthy people hold, then it's simple for you to incorporate the same. First in your thinking and then in your feelings. Once you have joined in your feelings, it is easy to see what separates the winners from the others. Now, he says, as you begin to change in how you feel, you will have to watch your each and every move carefully. At the beginning, you may tend to overanalyze your life, but that is not a mistake. For in looking at every minute detail, you compensate for the fact that perhaps in the past you looked a little or none of it. You looked at little or none of it. Once you have a good, solid grip on who you are and what you believe, then change becomes gradual, pleasing process where each in advance generates momentum for the next. All right, so watch this. Here's a uh, here's something that we really need to uh, to really focus on: the symbology. I mean, symbology of how you feel about abundance lies all around. Symbology about how you feel about abundance lies all around. If you look at the quality of your lifestyle, I want you all to hear me on this, folks. You can soon see whether or not you believe in abundance. Look at the quality of your lifestyle, and you will see <laughs> whether you really believe in abundance. And he says, I don't mean how rich you are. Mm -mm. What I mean is, do the things around you have quality and creativity? Are they all from the damn dollar store? Now, he didn't say that. I said it. Or are they drab, are they ugly, and are they dead? You can live in one room in the back end of town and still be surrounded by abundance. But looking for the way things feel shows you who you are. Also, it shows you quite dramatically whether or not you invest in yourself. See, that's why I hate when I get on a Zoom or something and I see what y'all what what have on and what's in your background. It shows whether abundance, if, you even, if, if you're even thinking about abundance. It shows, like he said, you can be in the back end. Of, there's a difference in how you think about it, what do you do to your place? What are you doing? What what's <laughs> what do you do yourself? What do you what do you do to <laughs> you know, somebody somebody telling me last night that uh if I did um, lives, do you know how much work it takes to get a live together to get you make sure you together so that you can look with abundance that you can look, you know, because <laughs> all people do is look to see what they can find that's going to be negative, you know, to see. <laughs> Some of y'all need to stay on conference calls all the time. <laughs> I mean, because it's just obvious. I mean, really, it is obvious that there's no abundance in your thinking. It really is. Uh, and you can see it on, I mean, I get on Zooms, it's like it's hard for me to even focus because I know, okay, I got somebody on here that might be looking around because that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to look around and see <laughs> what's going on here. I still remember the day, this was 2006, and I, and I tried to get this guy, I had been trying to get this guy to come to this meeting in Atlanta for years, for at least a couple of years. 
And I finally got him to come. And I still remember walking in Atlantic Station where our office was in Atlanta. And I had him, we were walking together because I met him at his car where he parked. And so we were walking down the street in Atlantic Station, uh, which is a shopping area for people who don't know. Atlantic, Atlantic Station is like a shopping and living area. You know, you got townhomes, I mean, you got condos and townhomes and apartments there, and you got stores and movie theaters and all that. And so we had an office there. And so I'm bringing the guy with me, and we walking down the street, and here comes this guy coming by. And that car that he was in probably looked like it had, first of all, it ain't been washed in I don't know how many years. Then it was already about 25 years old. It was a straight bucket. I mean a bucket. Had no rims on it. <laughs> then he had on the back of the window, uh, you want to get rich? Ask me how. And then it had the name of the company that I'm involved with on the back window. And the car came by, clink, 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 clink. And the guy I was trying to get to, you know, going to meet with him, he looked, he said, he said, I see one of your business partners right there. I said, I on the back of the window, want to get rich? Ask me how. In the name of the company. Boy, I'll never forget that, man. That was, that was, that was, he hit me with that hard, too, man. I mean, he hit me with that one hard. <laughs> I see one of your business partners right there. <laughs> I remember going to the district manager in the company, the regional manager company. I told him, I said, man, look, y'all need to have some kind of approval of what, what people can put on their car when it comes to your company name. Because if they're going to build your brand, it, it needs to be some kind of approval of what they driving in before they put your brand name on their car like that. <laughs> I was so upset. <laughs> he looked at me. He's like, <laughs> I wanted him to see that car, but I couldn't find that car. I kept looking out the window. I wanted to see, man, you need to see this, man. This is, that, that's the look of abundance. <laughs> Ooh, he said, Looking for the way things feel shows you who you are. Also, it shows you you quite dramatically whether or not you invest in yourself. This is vital for it says. I believe in myself. I will spend to better myself. If you don't, others pick up on that. And that in itself devalues what you are in their minds. Further, it's hard to ask others for their backing and support if you won't back yourself. What he said, what is, you can't. Sell a dream, living like a nightmare, or look, looking like a nightmare. The point about feeling is that every part of your life has to be congruent with whatever it is you wish to become. You can't expect abundance to find you if you are surrounded by the symbols of lack. For every, watch this. Now, this drives my mother crazy here. This really does, man. She, she, she's had two beautification awards in her, in her neighborhood you know, where the city came and gave her a beautiful, I mean, for her yard and everything, and now your cousins in the neighborhood are just, oh, God. And so she drive, it drives me crazy when I go home. I'm like, my, ain't really too much you can do. You don't want to move. Um, I mean, you like your neighbors. You don't want to move. You put money into this house is a waste because the value of your home is based on the neighbors and the neighborhood and what it looks like. So... You're going to have to stick it out. You're going to have to move, which she ain't going to do now. She's 86 years old. I said, Mom, but every time I come here, you got to, you're going to get in my ear about, <laughs> he says it right here. For every rusty bathtub in the yard says, no abundance here, please. <laughs> rusty bathtubs in the backyard. Nine cars jacked up back there. They all jacked up body parts. I mean, parts in the car missing, been sitting up there for days. Won't paint your house. Fence falling down. Ain't cutting your grass. No abundance. You're not showing any kind. And, 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 <laughs> and my mom always say, and they at home all day. I see them. They're at home all day doing nothing. They want to, She said, I want to go down there and try to fix that fence myself. She's 86 years old. I just want to pull it up. 
<laughs> she built a back fence in her backyard. She had it. She put like a like a twelve foot fence, a wooden fence, just to block the visuals of some people. What they had in their backyards, and they, she, I can't sit on my back deck and look back there at that. I can't. She said. <laughs> It says, it's better, therefore, that you surround yourself with a few good quality things than pile your life up with junk. You know, <laughs> he said, I don't mean that you can't take advantage of a bargain if offered, but centering, one, centering only on the cheap and shoddy always allows you to rest only in that. Look, one good pair of expensive shoes is better, is better than a dozen pairs made underwater by Brazilian convicts at two bucks each. <laughs> Made underwater by Brazilian convicts at two bucks each. <laughs> you get you one pair of Ferragamos. Take care of them. <laughs> you ain't got to even go Ferragamo level. You can go a couple of levels down from Ferragamo. But whatever it is, you got to have... You, the, you got you got to represent some kind of abundance. It can't be, you know. That's why the visual thing. I'm telling you, you see the. You ever seen that commercial where the guy says uh, he's sitting on the train? And I don't know if a lot of people have seen this commercial. I've seen it though. Well, he sits on the train and he's trying to con this lady next to him out of uh, out of some money. And, uh, and then they, the, the camera shot shoots on him and shows his clothes and the shoes he has on. And it says, there's certain things you can do over the phone that you can't do in person. <laughs> the visual is so important. <laughs> see, listening to him on the phone like this, you know, he, he, he and they don't see him and they don't see that he has, you know, <laughs> everything is raggedy. That's what I'm saying. You know, he got a better chance of winning that way. <laughs> than seeing the visual, the actual visual of that person. Because the lady looked at him like, get away from me. You know, <laughs> that's how slick people can come into your house, you know. And uh, <laughs> back to my favorite show, American Greed, but I'll leave it alone. <laughs> but it, it drives my mom crazy with that. She's like, why these people just can't put the screen on, just... Ah. <laughs> I said, Ma, you must have, you know, you be thinking about this for months, and then when I show up, you got to have somebody to talk to. <laughs> All right, so if you don't have wealth at present, then you would have to adopt in the air that says you are in the state of becoming more wealthy, moving up. He said, I don't mean for you to spend a whole lot of money that you don't have lining, your, lining up your toaster with mink or, what, or whatever, but rather that you should begin to seek and enjoy the quality things of life, many of which cost little or nothing. You can go to the most expensive hotel in town and just sit there and watch hot shots trot back and forth. Yep, we used to talk about doing that a lot, you know, just sit there and have coffee or something, sit there and, you know, just be in that atmosphere of the wealthy because hotels like that will allow you to do that. You know, country club, I mean, private clubs won't allow that. <laughs> Get out of here, you bomb. Nope. But you could go to some of the expensive hotels. Now I wouldn't say that now with what's going on with the COVID, but if you want to, you still could, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just getting that atmosphere and getting in that surrounding the, in those surroundings, you know, make you feel the abundance that you should have. You know, um, now, some people go broke trying to fake it, which is crazy because you don't have to do certain of some of those things, but that's the some way, way some people do. But then the reality is if you really track them and see what, what what's happening with them in their life and where they are, then you'll see a different reality than one that they're portraying to you. So it says uh, it's interesting to me that quality op- – Items often don't cost very much more than the tacky stuff, especially when you factor in that they last longer and give off a good feeling that enhances who you are. 
Yet so often the upmarket commodities tend to put us off, for we don't immediately see um, what it is that we get for our money. This is because we are not taught to acknowledge a thing's intrinsic energy as part of the value. Or sometimes we fear that we are lumbered with a, with a bill that we can't afford. Let me give you an example. At most airports in the U.S., there are ranks of yellow cabs that will take you downtown for $30 to $40, depending on the, on the distance. The drivers are usually dead, sleazy, sleazy, extremely negative, and the cabs feel an energy level like a mortuary or on a hot day with the refrigeration turned off. <laughs> Damn. As I saw the cabs feel, he said, now, at most airports, there's a stretch limo service also. You know, I don't know. I don't, well, I, you know, I'm not saying it's not there, but I think it's a lot of services now, limo services. They might not be stretch limos, but they got a lot of limo services because I've gotten at the airport and and uh, couldn't wait and have used some of those before. Um, and just like what he says here, now, most would never think of calling a chauffeur limousine because they presume that it costs a fortune. The fact is that often it doesn't cost much more than a regular cab. So if a cab is like 40, you might get that for 60. And sometimes I, I had to do that just in a hurry. Uh, but if that's what you're doing, if that's how you're looking at it, uh, he's saying that that's even a better way uh, to give you that feeling when you're riding in there. Uh, he says, for example, at the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, a cab downtown these days will cost you around $30. Now, you got to remember when this book was written. While a limo costs 35 you might as well lay out the extra $5 and ride in style and arrive feeling good in the care of the driver who respects and looks after you. Then commit your life to some sleaze bag <laughs> who will hurdle you across town in a tin can and insult you free of charge. Funny thing about the yellow cab system, for years I was convinced that it was a halfway house used to rehabilitate mutants. He says, of course, not all urban cabbies are revolting, but many are. So why enter that crapshoot? After you seek out excellence, quality, and naturally change the feelings around you, it is as by acknowledging beauty, your life becomes more beautiful. To achieve this, you might have to move up market a bit. For, for it is too much a stretch of the imagination to, to see constant beauty in a dump. But as you raise your energy and polish up your act, Every aspect of what you are gives off a telltale sign, and people notice that either consciously or subconsciously. So as you move up in the feelings, you will feel better about yourself, and you'll be able to charge more. That of itself is an affirmation of how you feel, and sooner or later you'll be dealing only with a better class of a customer. You'll do less work for more money. He says, now put this book down for a moment and agree with yourself to double your prices on anything that you do. Are you happy with that? Now, what he's saying is in order for you to do that, you've got to feel abundance about yourself because if you're not going to double whatever you're doing or you're not going to ask for more money in your business because you don't feel that abundance there. You've got to try to feel that way. You've got to look that way. You've got to operate that way. He says if you're not happy with doubling your prices or asking for more money, so let's say, for example, in our business, if you're not – comfortable and asking for more money to start in the business, then you got to start feeling better about yourself. Now, that doesn't guarantee that people will do that, but if you don't ask, then there's a guarantee they won't do it. See, a lot of people don't ask because the way they feel about themselves. So they don't ask for a bigger ticket, for a bigger price. But, again, like I said, asking doesn't guarantee it. But not asking does. You don't have a chance at all when you don't have that. Uh, so you've got to have that feeling of abundance. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with this. He says, you see, you can do whatever you want in life as long as you're different. Once you come from an energy that is unusual, that is unusual, People don't qualify your efforts so much in terms of money. This is because they have nothing with which to compare you. See, watch this. If you, if you talk to people that you know, or some people that you know, or, or when you're talking to people that you know about your business, 
And you can state stories from books they hadn't read. You can give analogies from books they don't even know anything about. That will make you different to them. They, they, they will wonder, where you get this information from? Where are you coming from with this? What, you know, that, it doesn't cost you anything to do that. It doesn't cost you anything. You, you, I mean, what costs you to buy the book? And it costs you time to read it. But then you become different. I mean, imagine if you sit at a table and it's five of y'all and everybody's talking about the same crap, and then you bring up something that might be interesting to them because they, most, folks, most folks want to sound, they want to be in that environment, but they don't want to work for it. So then a lot of times if they hear you say things, they'll figure, they, well, I can just get it from you, which probably that's not the case. You've got to get it for yourself. But <laughs> at least they want, they want to be around you because they know that you are not the same uh, status quo individual. <clears throat> You're just not. But you have to put yourself in that position. He says, once you come from energy that is unusual, people don't qualify your efforts so much in terms of money. This is because they have nothing which to compare you. They don't have anybody else to compare you with. Also, they can't qualify or price what you are worth to them because most of your worth is a feeling. And that feeling generates in people a positive emotional response that lies outside the marketplace. And its value is whatever anyone thinks it's worth. Whatever they think it's worth. Whatever they think it's worth. So you've got to start building yourself up to have that feeling of abundance. Please, folks, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, look, again, I, you know, let me tell you what's, what's totally frustrating. I think I've had two people, maybe two, in the last, I don't know how many books, that have actually texted me and said, Tony, let's talk about this topic. Let's talk about this page. Let's talk about this right here, I don't understand, or this I do understand, or this I like, or this I don't like. It it really makes me think. <laughs> Come on, now I heard somebody say, we reading, but we don't know what questions to ask. All right, now I've heard that. All right, so, but I'm saying, how? If you see something that's interesting to you when you read it, and you go back and read it again, like, like, I think Valerie sent me the last one when she was talking about, what was that text about? That Oh, yeah, when the guy was talking about Bob. What was it Bob? No, it wasn't Bob Proctor, but it was in the book. When he's saying that, this book here is saying that, you know, you don't have to work as hard. And we talked about that on the last call, I think, which was a great topic. It was a great, you know, so it's got to be something if you're reading that you want to pick up, that you want to talk about it, that you want to emphasize. I mean, Really? That means you understanding everything? You got everything and everything's on flow, huh? You know, I, I wish sometimes that, you know, people would be like sitting in my shoes and do <laughs> things that I do because, see, now, if I didn't want to help, it would be different. I wouldn't really care. Or, or let's say I charge for this. Let's say I charge you all, you know, $50 a month for these calls and this. Then, you know. If y'all want to go and, you know, do what you want, I still would care. I take that back. I'm not that kind of person anyway. I wouldn't just take the money and do it. I still would like, come on. Come on. What you get. Not only if you if you don't understand, if you're not getting it, if you are getting it, let me know that too because I want to know what you're getting. I don't know how you're receiving this. You know, it can help me. All right? All right. You know what? I won't bring that up again. I promise you. I won't bring it up again. I hope not. I don't think I will. All right. <laughs> All right, so um, today is Saturday, and I'm out of uh, movies. Well, I didn't do any movies because, you know, the holidays are now over. We're back to snap back to reality. Ooh, there goes gravity. So <laughs> we'll get back to some of these songs here. <clears throat> On Saturday, we do the uh, – well, Subway hadn't called me yet. I may not stop using Subway, man. It's supposed to... <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, yeah, we do, I, we do the, the $10 per song 
and I actually cash app it to you if you can figure out the song. You got to name the song and the artist, and then I, you know take your ten dollars and buy your lunch with it. So I think I got five songs today, maybe six. I think it's, it might be five or six. I'm gonna come from. I'm gonna come from hip hop. We're gonna do some jazz. We got some R and B. See, we got a few hip hop because that's what y'all like. But I'm gonna do the first one, which kind of jazz. All right, you gotta tell me the name of the song. You gotta tell me um, the name of the uh, artist, and you gotta tell me one more thing too. This song here was popular, well, it became popular from a TV show that came on every day. And they used to call this, this particular song the blank and blank song. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. They used to call this particular song the blank and blank song because it was on a TV show that everybody watched, a lot of folks watched. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it was crazy at that time. I watched it. It was uh, everybody. It was a lot of folks watching this show. But it was called the Blank and Blank Song. Um, but you got to give me the name of the artist and the name of the song, too. So you got to give me three things. You can't just give me two. You got to give me all three. You got to work for these $10 a day. I'm going to cash out it to you. You got to work for these $10 a day. You ready? Hi, here we go. <laughs> this is the jazz version, that's not Biggie. <laughs> Alright, Bobby, you close. You gotta tell me the the what and what song though. You got the answer, but you don't have the name. You got the name. You even have the name of the, uh, you got everything, but you don't have the what and what song. Now, the name of the TV show, you got that, but it wasn't called. It was called, well, people, well, people kept saying that's what it's called, the what and what song. <laughs> Come on, Barbara. <laughs> Who would have, okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Who are the stars of that show? I just gave you the answer, dog, on it. There we go. There we go. All right, Barbara. <laughs> so, <laughs> Barbara, get her $10. That's, the song is called Rise, R-I-S-E, is by Herb Albert. You know, you know Biggie remade that. That's what he got that, uh, you can hear it sound just like it, um, uh, I can't think of Biggie's song with that, but but that song used to be called the Luke and Laura song from General Hospital, because I think that's the song that he raped her on, or something, <laughs> something like that, or something. But they kept playing that song over and over and over. And they, that's the Luke and Laura song, General Hospital. Yeah, hypnotized Biggie. Biggie grabbed that and made hypnotized from Herb Albert. Rise. All right, so Barbara on the books with $10. Good good job there, Barbara, even though I gave you a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you were there, Barbara. She right away, she said, her Albert, rise. Then she said, General Hospital. So, but she didn't say the Luke and Laura song. So, All right, let's go to... Uh... Now, some of these songs, I didn't check to see if they were clean... <laughs> So y'all might as well get ready. Y'all don't like clean songs anyway. Y'all be acting like y'all. So if you don't hear, I don't know if this song is clean or not, but 
I like this song. And uh, you got to tell me. Um, okay. Um, you got to tell me the name of the artist and the name of the song. Now, when you hear the guy rapping, you're going to know who it is right away, but you got to tell me the name of the song and the name. As a matter of fact, you need to tell me who else on there with him. Nah. Here we go. Let's go. Okay. 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 I never let her say. I be falling anyway. God don't make no mistake. God don't make no mistake. I work by myself, so I guess I work for a boss. Look up at the scoreboard and tell you who took the loss. Aim it at your Adam's apple, turn it to applesauce. Yeah, Captain Turn, Peter Street in the motocross. Last one with Dev Jam, but I'm still going off. And it ain't about my masters, I've been on it, man. I know the name And you know this is a hit, Barry Bonds. And my shorty gonna ride me like a Peloton. Sophomore year, I sold more crack than a contest. Jump over a lamb and get a windmill. They asked me how I feel, I told them never better, better. Smoking on up, I roll more else than Pelly, Pelly. I say fly, get some fly. Let them Mike Pence, I do some stupid shit. Don't let them dog me like Mike B. I be ballin' anyway. It's not balling anyway. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> Most of y'all got okay. All right, there we go, Renee. Go ahead, <laughs> Renee. Up on it. <laughs> it's uh, feel away. Feel away. F e e l away by two chains. Y'all had two chains. Everybody know two chains voice. We gotta know the name of the song. So Renee got that one this morning. Alright. So Renee got her subway meal. As they say, you wanna make a meal out of it? Okay. <laughs> Somebody says who's the feature? Y'all ain't gonna get that, so I just wanna But the whoever made the beat who made the beat was Kanye and Kanye was on there. So matter of fact. We play a little of that. Don't let them make you feel a wave. Could have freed more if they only knew that they were slaves. Man, we gotta get away. Man, your boy done caught away. You should hear the way I say. Talk, talk, talk to them people. Man, y'all don't need to know the language. Man, I ain't finna do no lame shit. It's a yacht and that's a long way from a slave ship. How they control our mind? How they control us though? How they get it so, so emotional? You think you not turn up? What you want the folks to know? When Larry Jackson called, they let Frank Ocean go. Middle name Mandela. Me and mama sold dope together. I can hear Helen Keller. Since 15, now I've been a felon. I feel like I'm both spread the message. Exhale, acapella. I still throw my diamond up. Oh, you still repping acapella? Me and Dame in the studio, diamond up. Me and Biggs in the studio, kind of up. And I bet they feel away. 13,000 niggas, I don't know where to stay. I'll be balling anyway. Alright. So, alright. We're going to switch back to some. uh Jazz, R&B here. Let's go back to the 90s. This might be early 2000s, 90s, but I tried to get this lady to come uh, perform at our uh, one of our elite team events. I think it was 2007. And uh, she almost committed to coming, and then uh, something happened. I can't think what it was. I think... 
I think somebody paid her more because she lived in Atlanta for a while, and what she wanted to come to the event to to actually to to do the event was like ten thousand. So, you know, I was gonna pay that, but somebody called her and, uh, you know, I guess they gave her twenty five thousand somewhere else because she was in Atlanta. She lived in Atlanta and she was just gonna come do the event. You know, this is the lead singer of the group, not the the group. You gotta tell me the name of the group. But she was the lead singer in the group at the time. If y'all know the lead singer in the group, you really going to be special. But I doubt if you know that. But I don't know if y'all going to know the group. All right, you got to tell me the name of the group and the name of the song. at the same time and they kind of look they kind of this music sound almost alike too you're right it's a good shot but it wasn't Steve says it's uh, brand new heavies it wasn't the brand new heavies so Bob you got it right but you didn't give me the name of the song I'm give another second here Tell where my head was at when you found me. 
All right, Mark, here, here's the last one here. Now, every I'm sure a lot of people are going to get this song here, but you got to be quick on your feet. you got to name the name of the group and the name of the song. I know everybody. When I first heard this, it sounded like, it really sounded like it was three guys or four guys on stage that were all like, you know, like with cerebral palsy or something. It just sounded like they were just, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I really, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what is this? Is this the, the but all y'all like this song, though, so. Yeah, give it a name of the song. I'm telling you, I'm literally, that's what I was thinking, like, what is this? Give the name of the song in the, in the group. All right, this is the last one. This is your chance, Mark. Bridge gang. What's up, baby? Got like 20. All right, Mark. Mark got his tear today. He said he's going to the subway to sound so. <laughs> Rich gang. Lifestyle. All right, we're going to let this one play out. I hope it's clean. So we're going to finish the day. So Mark got his tear. <laughs> Later. From the bottom to the top of my lifestyle. This is like a beginning, this is only beginning. I'm on the top of the mouth, puffing on clouds, clouds still beginning. Three and five on the Visa card. Hunting bags, selling like a tie. Two up there, serving great white like I'm feeding sharp. I won't do nothing with the bitch, can't even get me high. Turn around with the even though I ain't gonna hit it, I'ma still make sure that you. Just live this here life. Yeah. 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 Can't 
skirt from yeah. the bottom to the top of my life. All along, so swagged out. Popping that GTV, yeah. living that lifestyle. Yeah, I do this for Miss Gladys, boy. 100. 